Hi, hello and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funny as fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations. We'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Hi, 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 hi. Hello, it's Pippa here. Welcome back to the Disobedient Business Podcast. It's just me this week. Lucy is back again next week. You will be pleased to hear. And I want to talk to you today about how we work with people in the Disobedient Business Co. Or what I'm calling the Disobedient Business Non-Method Method. Bear with me or we'll become clear. So every coach and consultant you come across will have a way of working with people, right? If you've worked with a coach or a consultant or somebody in marketing or anything like that, everyone has their way that they work with their clients. And it's a combination of personality, of skills, of their background, what they love, what they value, and slight eye roll, what they can sell. And... For us at the Disobedient Business Co, I am calling the way that we do this the non-method method. And the reason for that is <laughs> having developed a really held, I don't want to go so far as to say disrespect, but a real dislike of the frameworks, the blueprints, the 12-step systems, anything that basically suggests that here is the person with capital T, the capital A answers, who is going to give you those answers as part of their framework, 12-step system, blueprint, etc. And you are going to go off and implement them. It puts the coach in question in the position of the font of all knowledge, right? And they're in a position to be able to sprinkle fairy dust over you and over your business. And like hit you with the success stick <laughs> you know you're basically going to be in a situation where if you follow their 12-step method system their framework their blueprint etc you too can have what they have you know you can do two can be what they are and right i mean let's be honest here the way they built their business is most often not going to work for you and even if it did you probably wouldn't want it to anyway because you are an individual human, right? Frameworks and blueprints and 12-step systems just don't allow for any space for you, for your lived experience, for your humanity, for your identity. I don't know, for your nervous system, for your desires and dreams. Like nothing, there is no space for you to grow and develop the business that you actually want to run, right? You'd be developing the business that they want you to run. And it's called a blueprint because it's exactly that. Follow it to the letter or your lack of success will be your fault. Now, let me just say that again in the typical, in a, in a sort of dynamic advert kind of a way. Come and sign up for my 12-step system. Follow it to the letter, do exactly as you're told, or your lack of success will totally be your fault. Yeah, it doesn't really quite, doesn't have 
quite that level of excitement and want you to kind of like rush and sign up, right? When you put it like that. And it's how so many high profile coaches of a certain type sell their high ticket, low touch blueprint style programs, right? So what I'm talking about when I say the disobedient business non-method method, and I can't, <laughs> when deciding to record this episode, I did contemplate referring to it as the disobedient business method. And I think there's every possibility that I might do in the future. But the importance of the non-method bit is that, I mean, the way that we work with clients, our method is simply just the way we work with our clients, right? We call it the non-method because, you know, we want no part in this frameworks, blueprints, copy me, this is what I did, brigade, because uh, we believe in people first, people at the center of everything we do. And to be people led means that any kind of sausage factory blueprint, 12 step system type stuff just ain't going to work. So having said all of that and having called it a non-method method, how do we actually work with people? What is our non-method method? And plot twist, the secret that isn't even the secret because it's no secret at all, right? is that it's exactly how we have built up the Disobedient Business Co. to where we are today. And sidebar, I absolutely am not saying that sitting here as my seven-figure business or, you know, replicate our success because this is how we did it. That That's absolutely just not the case. But these are the, the four main components of what we refer to as this non-method method. The first one is strategy. The second one is systems. The third one is a sovereignty and the fourth one is support. So I'm going to go through each one, but why those four? Well, I mean, it's, it's simply because I love an alliteration, right? These, no, okay. So no, we didn't come up with a method just because they all start with an S. But these are the four components that time and again, that we've seen support business owners to attain the kind of success that they actually want in their businesses. And the same goes for, for us as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't done anything different to this in, in some way or another. That is exactly how we have built up our business. So let's go, let's go through them all. So strategy. I don't know whether you're sitting there thinking strategy is more or less boring than systems. <laughs> and I think it's going to depend on who you are. But hey, systems is coming next. So brace yourself. Strategy. It ain't sexy. Unless you're a strategist like myself, in which case then, oh, that's proper horny territory, right? That's, uh, that's get the big horn for the strategy. I love a strategy. I love a, a way of how you get to where you want to get to, right? And I think sometimes we dress up the amount of times with my coach in the past, I've kind of said some variation of, I just haven't got a strategy, and it's like, well, yeah, you have. You just don't call it a strategy. You do this, this, and this, and this to get that result. And it's like, well, that's a strategy, right? That's a, you know, may maybe I was doing it on purpose. Maybe I wasn't calling it a strategy. But that is exactly what a strategy is, right? You know, where do you want to get to? How are you going to get there? What path will you take? How will you course correct versus how will you know when to stay the path? And the strategy is what, starts at the beginning of that journey right in order for you to to plot to get from a to z no i have not suddenly become an american a to z apologies to all my american friends i just hijacked your letter and you need a strategy 
you know, and some strategies are ridiculously simple. I mean, put in the most ridiculous of ways, if I wanted to walk to the top of my road to the petrol station that's at the top of my road and buy myself an ice cream right now, I would have a strategy for doing that, right? And it would involve me deciding to put on my shoes, walk to the front door, grab my keys, open the front door, close the front door. Listen, I'm not going to go through all those steps. But there would be a decision and a set of ways of going about achieving the thing that I want. And the thing that I wanted was the ice cream. Now I really want an ice cream, but that's another matter. And what having a strategy does is... It avoids you chucking spaghetti at the wall and standing there rubbing your chin, wondering which bits of the spaghetti are going to stick and which bits aren't. It's it's deciding whether you're navigating a big pivot in your you know in your business, hello pandemic, versus being a bit of a magpie and having shiny object syndrome and going oh 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 that new thing that new thing. And there's a surefire way that you are not confident and structured in your strategy when every next shiny object has you going, oh, 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 and chasing off down that path. It just avoids that bounce, 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 just always feeling like you're in running mode, right? You know, chasing either something else or chasing your tail. So number two, systems. <laughs> Interesting. So the show of hands, not that I can see you, but show of hands. Who's thinking systems is even less exciting than strategy, right? But once you have a strategy, you need systems to help you implement it, right? Again and again and again and again. I can't sit here and say the word again enough. It's the missing piece that I see when I work with clients. And it's avoided by many a person, including myself. Don't know whether I should confess to this as someone who's absolutely, you know, loves a system and is a bit of an organizational fiend, if you like. But for, for a long time, I either preoccupied myself with desperately needing a system for something that I really didn't need a system for and, you know, wasn't necessary for me to invest at that point, and then just kind of avoided systemizing things at all to the point at which when the business kicked off in a fairly substantial way back in the spring of 2021 and I needed help, I found myself kind of going, oh, shit, 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 because there were not ready-made, easy-to-follow, documented systems for somebody else to help me with. I mean, I cannot tell you how much systems is the piece that you will regret not finding sooner without a shadow of a doubt. You know, it allows you to map out what you do and what you need to do and when you need to do it by. It saves you a stack ton of time. And when it is time to scale, like I just mentioned, you can, as the way you do things, even if it is only so far been for like five or 10 clients, right, is all up and together. And don't let it be said that just because you're working with one-to-one -one clients, you don't need a system, right? I mean, it may be that you're a coach like me and you want to develop a group program. It may be that you've already de developed a group program. But for you, you know, we're told in, you know, we, we talk a lot in the coaching world around scaling and, you know, reaching success. And it always, I mean, this is a whole different podcast episode, but it always amazes me that success in coaching terms is basically doing away with clients. I mean, it's hilarious. It's that whole... I won't work with one-to-one -one clients anymore. I will have achieved success when I have a coaching program where I hardly speak to any clients, which 
I feel like there's a whole discussion to be had there, right? But when you come to get to the point where you're reaching capacity of one-to-one clients, your capacity for one-to-one clients will be hugely affected by the systems and the processes that you have in place, right? That number will be hugely affected. How a group program of any kind, whether it's a mastermind, like the Disobedient Business Mastermind, whether it's a small group coaching program, whether it's a membership, it doesn't really matter what it is, it will be hugely impacted by the systems that you have in place to help you to run it. Hugely impacted. So I am a a very large fan of systems. I mean, so much so that it's something that we will always incorporate in the business. You know, I have gradually moved my work away from focusing so much on systems, but within the business, I focus much more on the sort of coaching and strategy side of things with a a toe dip into the systems as comes up in client conversations. And Lucy focuses very much on the systems and tech side of things. And they do, you know, one-to-one support, ad hoc product projects, kind of, you know, mini sessions, half day strategy sessions and things, but working on tech and system strategy rather than business strategy like I do. And just sidebar, I really don't want you to, because there will be people listening that are thinking, well, fuck, you know, I'm not very technical and I hear you and there is going to come a point where playing with technology is going to go beyond playing with Canva, much as a entire day can be joyfully spent messing with Canva and the technology becomes a thing. But please don't confuse systems with tech because a system is literally a set of processes, a single process being in my example earlier, put on shoes, what process one, walk to front door, process two, pick up keys, process three, that have been strung together in a series, in a particular order to achieve a particular end. And the the stringing of them together in a particular order is a system. It is not Acuity Scheduler. It is not Kajabi. It is not ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit. It's none of those kind of bits of tech. The system is the how. It's the set of processes that you string together to get somewhere. It does not, a system itself does not require you to be techie. Plot twist, and and this is one to write down. If you are trying to systemize in your business, if you're trying to make things easier, more repeatable in your business, mapping out of a system does not require huge, complicated, or any tech for that matter, It actually requires a big old bit of paper, a little pack of Sharpies so that you've got a few colors and the ability to draw some boxes and point arrows from one step to the next. So individual processes that make up a system. Yes, you then have to more often than not turn that into some sort of technology, but that does not come first. Mapping out the system comes first. So sovereignty, this is the you, this is the you part at the business, uh, Disobedient Business Co. This is where your lived experience, your desires, your humanity, us knowing that you know your own mind, your identity, your expression of yourself in the world, i.e. the very thing that makes you, you, that's where that comes in. And I feel like in the 12-step systems and <laughs> and the blueprints, etc., that's the thing that's missing that does not honor the you part of a business. And if you are 
being told by a coach or consultant or whoever to to do things like this and they bypass your humanity or they bypass your lived experience and i'm not suggesting that that's always intentional sometimes that's going to be entirely unknowing and i am also a human so you know i put my hand up and say that i'm sure i have made mistakes as well but when when somebody who you are paying to deliver you a service asks you to bypass anything that is you run away and the uh, eagle-eyed of you that are looking at the non-method method and thinking well hang on a minute Pippa doesn't mention mindset of course mindset comes up but it's very much not part of our method in a well firstly because it's an m right and i can't put that in with the s's because that would sound like ridiculous We'd have an S and M, and that's a whole different offer. That's just for the reference record. But it's not something we offer at the at the business. But you know, all power to you. And bringing us back to topic, it's I have a problem with mindset work, and it's not that I don't think it's valuable, and it's not that I don't think that we often need to reframe very out of date programming that we have brought to our businesses from our previous lives previous life the one that we're in not suggesting you're necessarily bringing them from lots of previous lives but i'm sure you are anyway i digress i suppose what i'm getting at is mindset is thrown out there as the answer it's thrown out there as a really big deal and it is used frequently by people in a very gaslighty bypassy way right you know it's the reason you're not being successful is it's because of your mindset the reason that you aren't doing that sleazy sales tactic is because of your mindset and far too often i see mindset you know, in conversations that i've had with clients and work they've done previously mindset thing being used as a way of making them wrong or making the lack of being able to make something move their fault right whereas so often that's been something to do with their lives possibly even from a trauma point of view but even if it's just a a complex narrative that's playing out based in their childhood experience for example which it would be really straightforward to just go it's a mindset problem got a fixed mindset so yeah but is it that simple is it really a case of fixing a mindset problem where you've got some complex stuff that you're trying to work through you know if it was about visibility for example and you didn't there was something in your life that made being visible feel really unsafe. We can't just flip that and call it a mindset problem because, yeah, well, that's what I mean by bypassing humanity. So the final one is support. The fourth element wraps itself around everything. And I wouldn't be a coach if I didn't truly believe that you can absolutely, in, in exactly the same breath, you can absolutely be incredibly successful in your business without getting any support at all. And wow, is it so much easier? Is it so much more exciting? Is it so much more grounded at the same time to have support in your business, to have community in your business, to be in a position where you can do it, but you don't have to do it alone, where somebody's in your corner to to agree with you to question you to make you think to sound something off with to go fuck no not that let's not do that 
Um, and I acknowledge wholeheartedly that business coaching is not true coaching because within business, there's an element of, um, or within business coaching, there's an element of mentoring. There's an element of consultancy. There is an element of making suggestions as to how you would achieve a certain thing. But I do truly believe in the power of coaching and the, the power of true coaching, you know, that self actualization piece that's, you have all the answers. And I do believe that that is complemented by kind of mentoring consultancy aspect of work. But yeah, the, the support that you get, if I look back on my business journey, the leaps and bounds that I have taken, my confidence, my drive, my income levels have been directly proportionate to having the right kind of support in my business. And certainly as we are staring into slightly more uncertain times financially for a while, it's just the time where I'm thinking that I don't want to not invest in the right kind of support because, I mean, there's two choices, right? You either buckle down and ride it out or actually you try and sail through it so that you're not, you know, trying to regroup and, re and almost restart on the other side. And so I'm choosing to, <laughs> choosing to be more positively about where we are financially in the world at the moment. And, you know, I had a convo with a client the other day who said something to me along the lines of, I know I have the answers. I know I have the answers in myself. I know I could work this one out for myself. And at the same time, I would please like Pippa to tell me that I've got the right answers or that I'm, you know, that I've just, I'm kidding myself and it's a load of nonsense. And I want, I want Pippa to give me permission. I want Pippa to validate my, my answers. And no, that's definitely not true coaching. But if you look underneath that, that is, I want to anchor into something that feels wobbly. I feel a bit scattered. I mean, there could be all sorts of in that kind of situation. There could be all sorts of reasons. And working with a coach enables you to pick through those things. Someone to sense check what you're doing. Someone to run ideas, you know, around with and feel, feel validated, but also feel more confident as a result. So that's it. It's not rocket science, right? It's not like we hold the secret formula to business success because sadly, too many of the 12 step systems and the blueprints are held out to be exactly that. What I do have is a very particular set of skills, skills I have acquired over a very long career, skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. No, 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 that's the wrong speech. That's. That's me paraphrasing Liam Neeson in Taken. I hope you've seen the film. If not, that's going to have been slightly weird. Anyway, this has been huge fun. If you have any questions at all about our non-method method, hit me up on Instagram at Disobedient Business Co. And just in case it had escaped your attention, <laughs> we are in launch mode of the Disobedient Business Mastermind right now. And at the time of going live, we are T minus seven days until doors close for this particular round. So if you are looking for a non-method method kind of mastermind and support in your business, links are in the show notes. You will be pleased to know Lucy will be back again next week. And we will return with our usual range of witty banter, inappropriate conversations and business fuckery. But until then, see you next Tuesday. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share the love either by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or by tagging us on Instagram. You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at Disobedient Business Co on Instagram or why not take the Disobedient Business quiz and find out just how disobedient your business is at disobedientbusiness.com forward slash quiz. <laughs>